Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women-Led Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Cheryl Gridry, your host for Health is Wealth, where I invite guests that will enlighten you on issues around our mental, physical, and relationship health. Our topic today is the highly sensitive person, intuitive and empath. And our leading lady today is Dr. Dolores Fazzino. Dr. Fazzino holds a doctorate in nursing practice. She is a distinguished pioneer bridging the world of spirituality and wellness. Her mission is to help people heal in ways they never thought possible and offering possibilities for healing at a deep core level for lasting health and wellness. Good afternoon, Dr. Fazzino. How are you today? Well, thank you, Cheryl. So nice to be here with you on this very warm (laughs) California day. (laughs) Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what led you to this line of work. Well, thanks. Um, Thanks for that. Yes, um, I'm Dolores Fazzino, and I'm a nurse practitioner and a medical intuitive. And I've been in the healthcare industry for over 40 years, and uh, my secret sauce is to help people bridge the gap between the physical and what is not seen. So I work on the cusp of, I'm going to say woo-woo, but I help people energetically realign their thoughts, their beliefs, and their connectedness to themselves so they could have a better physical body to live in, but also to have true health and lasting wellness. And I've been doing this work, like I said, for a very long time. And believe it or not, I was um, on the pathway to become a concert clarinetist. I was actually born as a very high, highly sensitive person, an empath and intuitive. And I felt things at a very deep level at a very young age. And unfortunately, my parents, especially my mother, who was a product of an alcoholic household, her MO to deal with anything was not to feel. So she would say to us, you know, just ignore it, it'll go away. And that's like the last thing you want to say to somebody who's highly sensitive because when they try to ignore it, it gets bigger. It's like what, mm. you, um, what you resist persists. So I focused all my emotion into music and I really excelled at it and it was actually a true gift Um, and I ended up changing course when I was a teenager my dad also in tandem was growing up with my mom and her uh, beliefs about not feeling my dad was very ill and he ended up getting a hospital acquired infection back in the 1960s that um, pretty much um, almost killed him And, you know, he was fine for a while until 1970. And then every year for almost the next five years, he would go through a a health crisis 
and it was seemed to correlate with any time that his immune system got compromised. And he would then again have to enter the hospital and be in the ICU and have major surgery. And, you know, it just wasn't a very pretty thing. And you have that situation going on when you're a child and you're really an empath intuitive and highly sensitive person. So you're feeling things and you're reading between the lines because you know something's going on, but nobody's telling you really what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that in mind, you know, after the, probably the fourth time that this happened, this brings us up to 1975. And at that time, the CAT scanner was developed. And Mm -hmm. my dad had had back surgery back in the 60s. And when they put my father under the CAT scanner, where his infections were stemming from was where he had his surgery back in 1966. So they were able to determine that there was um, like a loculated uh, abscess that would reactivate itself when his immune system got compromised or when he was feeling ill, it would just kick in. So the solution that the doctors offered at the time, and you have to remember this is the mid-70s, it's way before any technology we have today, was that they, my dad would have to have a spinal fusion And at that time, the spinal fusions in the mid-1970s were in its neophyte stages of development, and it came with very high risk of paralysis, death, or maybe you would be okay. And, of course, my mom was going to have nothing to do with that. So she started looking at other options. And I really crack up about this because, you know, back in the 1970s, this predates any type of electronic techniques we had, you know, like the internet, Google search, whatever, mm-hmm. WebMD. So the the Google of the day was, believe it or not, the National Enquirer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so exactly, we laugh about that, but that's what it was. And in the National Enquirer, my mom came across this um, article that was written up about a man from Carroll, Michigan, by the name of Reverend Alex Holmes, who was a Presbyterian minister. And he had the gift of laying on of hands, and he was able to assist in the healing of his brother from leukemia. And they were writing up a big article about him, and my mom was fascinated by that. So she said to my father, you know, my dad's name was Joe. Joe, you know, I'm thinking about this might be something good for you. And my dad was going to have nothing of it being the skeptic that he was. He should have been from the Show Me State, Missouri, because he needed to see something to believe it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. So, and my father said, only if the surgeon allows. And so it just so happened that my parents were in the hospital because my dad was admitted. The surgeon was sitting at the nurse's station. So my mom marched down to the nurse's station and talked to the surgeon and said to him, you know, doctor, I'm thinking about having a spiritual healer come into this. This with my husband. Would that be okay? Surgeon is writing his charts, looking up at her and says, sure, that'd be fine, and goes back to doing his chart. So my mom took it as like, all right, this is good. She went back and shared the information with my father. My father then agreed, and then not 10 minutes later, my mom marched back out to the nurse's station, same surgeon sitting there, and made the announcement to the doctor. My husband agreed to have the spiritual healer come in, and the doctor looked up at her and said, what are you talking about? I never agreed to that. Uh Uh-huh. So it was one of those what I call aha moments, all right, okay. where something was working 
working behind the scenes to allow this to happen. Of course, my mom didn't share that part of the conversation with my dad. A month later, Reverend Holmes came to our home in, Cal- in uh, Connecticut, and um, my, two, my two sisters, my brother, and my two grandmothers were there, and um, he did some laying of hands on my father, and he had said something to my dad to the extent, and I don't know how he knew this, but he knew that my dad had one leg shorter than the other which was true. My dad was barefoot, no shoes in sight with the lift, but he knew this. So he asked my father to put both his legs up and with a book, you know, at the bottom of his feet, you could see that one inch gap. And then he said, put your feet down. And then he started saying some prayers over my father. He touched his belly and the top of his head. It's really your solar plexus and your crown chakra. And three minutes went by and he said, now put both your legs up. And I swear to God, Both the legs were the same length. In that moment, my life changed forever. I knew that I was no longer going to be a concert clarinetist, but it was my goal in this lifetime to go into healthcare to bridge what can Mm -hmm. be seen and unseen. My father started sobbing like a baby because, remember, he is from Missouri. He needed to be the show-me state person, and he needed some physical evidence. So flash Mm -hmm. forward a month after all this, he went and had a repeat CAT scan, They showed no evidence of the infection anywhere. He never had to have the surgery. He never had to revisit that problem, and he lived to the ripe old age of 80 and passed away about 10 years ago. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, so that's That's, how I got on my path to be where I'm at. (laughs) It's kind of a roundabout long story, but it's important. Very. Well, in a few minutes, we're going to take a quick moment and recognize uh, one of our sponsors. And uh, when we come back, we're going to go deeper into this um, information about the intuitives and the hypersensitive person, because I'm interested in your take on how to bring that into the business space, too. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay, Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now, Cheryl, back to your show. We're back to Health is Wealth. With us today is Dr. Dolores Fazino, and we're talking about the highly sensitive person, intuitives, and empaths. So, Dr. Fazino, I want to change directions a little bit and um, just go deeper into actually what the highly sensitive person, you know, how do you know you're a highly sensitive person and what advantages does that have in business? That's a great question. And, you know, I believe that each one of us is sensitive. I believe that either you have it or not, we're on a continuum. So some of us have maybe a little of it and some of us have a lot. Now, Our sensitivity is how we feel and if we feel at all. We've been um, ingrained in a culture and a society where it's feelings are 
frowned upon, unfortunately, but yet they are the life source of what makes us human and gives us a human experience. So a lot of times, if you're a highly sensitive person, these are some things that you may um, ask yourself as I, I, I give you some things to reflect upon. thing was off in the room. If you had any of those plus some other things, you just know things that you have no explanation for, a lot of times you're probably very sensitive and a highly sensitive person. A lot of times what happens too is that when you're a um, highly sensitive person or what they also call an HSP, um, you have some problems sometimes with your energetic boundaries. And let me go into more detail. It's like sometimes okay. you don't know where you end and somebody else begins. So sometimes mm -hmm. in that clouded boundary, you're able to pick up what other people are feeling or hearing or sensing. And sometimes mm -hmm. when you're unaware of it, you think that there's something wrong with you. But in essence, what's really happening, you're, you're actually tapping into other people's and, and what we call collective consciousness that's around you. And mm -hmm. that information is being filtered through you and you kind of unconsciously think it's yours, but it's not. Wow. I think I have a lot of that. <laughs> I was well, like I what? shared with you, I, I had taken a quiz that I saw online yep. when I was researching this and uh, it's a quiz for uh, HSP and it's like, well, I'm not all of that, but I was a part, I had certain parts of it, the intuitiveness part and uh, and the empath part too. So yeah. and what are some, and go ahead. And you know, that's, that's a cool thing too. And just remember sometimes when you read about that, you don't have to have every single thing on that's listed. Those are like all the possibilities. So if you have several of them, I, you know, definitely would read further and, and educate yourself about that. Because I think for so long, you know, emotions and feeling has been given a quote bad rap that um, we're actually going through a renaissance right now where it's okay to look at that and feel mm -hmm. what is what what's kind of interesting too is that you know being in business as an empath intuitive and highly sensitive person once you learn tools about you know who you are a lot of times you don't know what you are who you are and what you are you know who you are what i'm going to say is this it's like we kind of walk around sleeping or sleepwalking or unaware once you become aware it just shifts the whole perspective and, you know, mm. when we talk about boundaries, and boundaries are like a, you know, a global thing for everybody, because energetically, that's our barometer, you know, and yeah. that's what is going to determine sometimes do we go this direction or not. We have been um, programmed to, to not trust that inner wisdom that we have, that yeah. little voice within ourselves, right? Because wow. sometimes we've been told, well, this doesn't match what, you know, everybody else is doing. Well, guess what? This is my truth. And as a sovereign being, I'm entitled to have that belief or truth without you interfering with that. Mm -hmm. And that takes some work sometimes, especially if you've been 
um, duped into believing that your intuition isn't right, okay? So when you're in business, I think great leaders tap into their intuition because it allows us to critically think. Now, right. right now, I've been in healthcare for a very long time, and I've witnessed the demise of critical thinking, especially during the last couple years of the pandemic, mm-hmm. where, you know, we are told externally to follow X, Y, and Z, but sometimes our inner barometer, that little voice within ourselves is telling, I don't know, this doesn't feel right. I invite you, when you get those little hunches that something is counter to what Trust that hunch because that hunch is the correct thing for you. It may not be popular with anybody else, but for you, it's the right thing. And that's so true in all areas. I mean, where are you talking about? We're talking about the highly sensitive person in the business. Uh, This is something I also talk to women about in in relationships, too. So it, it crosses different areas of our life. So, uh, when you're talking to a woman who, uh, who's in the business, and she's trying to move. She knows she's highly sensitive. What tips do you have for her to move from where she's just surviving as a highly sensitive person to thriving as a woman who uh, is an entrepreneur and highly sensitive? Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.